everyone. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and I'm so happy to be here with you to talk about all the ways to help make our lives happier and healthier. We had a great discussion with our celebrity guest, Caroline Bowman. I guess you figured out by now she's my daughter. I hope that has you thinking about your own bliss and how you might make more room in your life for your passions and your joys and those things that really fire you up. Today, we'll talk about health and nutrition with one of my very favorite trainers. Stephanie Dignan is known by many as the boot camp girl, and she's followed her passion for health and fitness and turned it into a thriving business that helps hundreds of people every day reach their fitness goals and improve their overall health and well-being. Stephanie is a little energizer bunny. She runs 50-mile races, and she does those Tough mutters, and she makes all of her students work harder than they ever thought they would. She's also a vegan and very disciplined about her nutrition, uh, but the girl can eat. Let me just say I've had meals with her, and she can chow down. It's it's amazing how much she puts in that tiny little compact fit body. It's just that she eats really great whole foods. So we'll talk about that. She's truly an inspiration to me, and I'm sure she will be to you as well. I'm really excited. So let's bring Stephanie in. Welcome, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. Thank Thanks you for so much. Me, Connie. This is so exciting for me because you're such an inspiration to me and to so many people. So you have how many students now? We have over 100 students, about 130 students total. Wow. And the thing I like about you, I think I've told you this before, is every single person that you work with, even though you have so many students, feels like they're the only one. You know, you hold everybody accountable. You you call me if I don't show up. I just love that about the boot camp girl. That's how we get people to stay on track and really get results. Yeah. So... I've been thinking about this, and part of my, my podcast is about happy, healthy living, um, how to bring more joy into our lives, and really, fundamentally, how can we be happy if we're not happy in our bodies? And we have kind of a screwed up relationship to our bodies in this country. Would you agree? I would agree. Absolutely. And, I mean, what can we do to have a better relationship with our bodies? That's a good question. And exercise definitely helps with that because we feel more energy. We, we can look at ourselves and see the muscle tone and get better sleep and just start seeing those results that you want to see. So exercise has a lot to do with it. You also have to feel good about who you are. Mm. You know, you, you know, we can't, there's certain things we can't control and that's a part of, you know, accepting who you are and liking who you are and trying to just become a healthier version of yourself. I found this online. Her name is Carrie Meyer-Smith. I can give her the credit. She's a health and exercise expert. But anyway, five ways to love your body. Maybe we can talk about each one and you can, you can comment on each one. So the first one is stop picking yourself apart. And she says, let's face it, no matter how close to perfection, there is no perfect body. Chances are there's something you would change if you could. But even celebrities and models who have been stamped with the perfect body have parts they dislike. So stop picking yourself apart. I mean, right. that's huge. Right, it is huge. I agree with that 100%. Because even when people lose the weight, there's still areas they may not like about their body. So you have to you have to focus on what you do like and feel good about who you are. Consider the marvelous functions of your body. Oh my gosh, how important is that? I mean, you know, if you think about it, this heart, how many times 
a day does it beat in our lungs that brings us oxygen and we get to poop every day? I mean, <laughs> what a pleasure. <laughs> That's the, the, our body does so many miraculous things, it right? It does. <laughs> and I know you're very meticulous about what you put in your body. So, um, you know, you it's really about respecting your body. Absolutely. Yeah, because what you put in your body does have a lot to do with respecting your body because what you put in it is going to affect all those systems and all the functioning. We A lot of people just think of food in terms of calories and weight, but food is what's going to fuel all those systems to do the best job that it can for your body. And here's another one, get real. You know, talking about the images we see on television and movies and magazines, and most of them are not even real. You know, they've been touched up and they show their best side and they're, they have professional lighting. So get real about comparing yourself. I mean, why should we? We shouldn't compare ourselves, right, with any with anybody. Right, because and also what one person likes uh, about themselves or doesn't like about themselves, the other person might want that. Right. About, you know, for them. So... Absolutely. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, that people really need to just accept their bodies and yeah, and about, we're all different. their health. We are all so different. I remember my six-year-old who had congenital heart disease and eventually passed away from that. One day she asked me, she said, Mommy, why do I have this? And that was a really hard question for her to ask. And the only thing I said, I said, well, you know, Mommy has psoriasis. Everybody has something. Everybody has at least one thing. And, you know, yours is your heart probably because you have such a big beautiful heart and you can love people but yeah that was tough yeah well that's that's a good um that's a good way of looking at things or good perception because sometimes the things that we're concerned about are really minor in comparison to what other people are dealing with yeah for sure change your inner dialogue it's been said that we teach others how to treat us if we believe that the message comes across to others that we're not worth worthy of being liked so uh, it starts from how we talk to ourselves right Oh, that's where it all comes from, yeah. that, in, the, that inner conversation or when people are looking in the mirror and they pick themselves apart. What do you say to yourself? Like if you're having a kind of a crappy day, do, is there anything that you can say to yourself to kind of make yourself pull yourself out to of that? To make myself feel better? Well, I mean, that's, that's a complicated question. There's a lot of things I think that people can do to feel better. And taking care of yourself is one of those things. I mean, if you're if you're tired, you know, Make sure you're getting more sleep. Or if you're not, if you're feeling kind of run down, getting out there, getting some exercise, just to kind of make you feel better. I think being aware of your thoughts, maybe if you're catching yourself, mm, thinking that's something, huge. write catching. it down, write it down and say, wait a minute, is that really true? No, it really isn't true. And maybe kind of just be like the devil's advocate of your own thoughts. Some people, I, they would wear like a rubber band around their wrist and every time there's a negative thought, snap the rubber band. That's a really good idea, yeah, just to remind you. So this is where you come in, really. Take care of your body. And there's so many things that we do wrong as a, as a culture. I mean, we have diet pills and um, binging, and we, we think we can have a quick-fix diet. You know, we can lose weight with, in 24 hours and not exercising. And then sometimes we over-exercise and... You know, just taking care of your body. How do you, you, I know you really preach this in boot camp. What is the most important thing you want to get across to your students and everyone out there? Having a long-term plan and a long-term goal. Because it's not just about January. January 1st. It's not just about January. Exactly. And most people, they're thinking about 
the scale. They're thinking about the number on the scale and they're thinking, I just want to lose X number of pounds. The problem with that mindset is when you've lost those pounds, then what? Are you going back to what you used to do or are you just done? No, because what people really want is they want to lose weight and they want to keep it off. Right. If, if weight loss is someone's primary goal. And I tell people, you need to find an eat a way of eating and exercise that you can do for the rest of your life that you can live with that will help you maintain the weight loss. Because most people that have that short-term goal, they end up gaining it back because they don't really have a long-term plan. Right. And is it really different for everybody? I mean, I know some people ascribe to a vegan diet and some people are gluten-free and some people, I mean, is everybody different? Everybody is different. Everybody, I mean, gluten-free, for some people, they need gluten-free because I know that their bodies definitely rea react to that. Other people, they don't react to the gluten. So you have to, you, you have to realize how you feel when you eat certain food. So be aware of that. Keep a food diary. See how you feel on different days. You'll notice that the foods that you eat will affect how you feel. But as far as getting to the goal weight, staying there and living a healthy life from then on, is is everybody really different? I mean, is there one diet that works for everyone or do you think it has to be tweaked? Well, the, and the word diet is one mm. of those words like where people think of it as something about weight loss, but then mm. really the word is really about how you're eating on a regular basis. So from that perspective, there's a lot of things that most people do need, like green vegetables, that kind of thing. They, those are things that everybody needs. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's some things that maybe people are allergic to that they shouldn't have, but then there's common areas where people need their fruits and vegetables, right. for example. And you preach fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Here, I brought, I brought you a bag of eat your vegetables one chip at a time. Um, actually, these things taste really good, but I don't know. Maybe we should go over the okay. ingredients. <laughs> this is a great, I'm glad you did this because this is a great way of teaching people what to do when they go to the grocery store when they're thinking of buying something. These are really good. There must be something bad in them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, here's a package that's it's green and it has a picture of a vegetable on it. And, you know, it says all natural. That's always uh, a red flag. Well, that's always something you have to go, well, is it really all natural or maybe not? Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I do is I look at the ingredients. So I turn the bag over and I look at what is actually in this bag. And so in this, there's there's some healthier things on here, but then I look down and there's malodextrin, which is a sweetener. Ooh. And I don't I don't need anything with malodextrin in it. Uh, there's sugar. I personally don't need anything if there's if there's sugar in the bag. And you wouldn't think if you looked at it that they'd, there'd be sugar. You certainly wouldn't. Uh, in Eat Your Vegetables <laughs> bag. <laughs> Dang. And then the other kind of red flag is the last ingredient says natural flavor, mm. which sounds which sounds okay, but actually they can put a lot of things, they can label a lot of different things as natural flavor that really is like a chemical. Mm. So it's a little, it's a little tricky. And if I, for me, if I see that on a, on a bag or something, I don't buy it. Hmm. Oh, well. All right. And, sorry. Sorry, well, Connie. <laughs> but uh, one thing I want to mention is that a lot of people, when I tell them to read the ingredients, what they do is they go to the nutrition facts instead of the ingredients. I have to remind them, no, ingredients, like what you put in something to make it what it is, they're, 
they're so people are so focused on nutrition facts that they forget about ingredients. Mm-mm. Yeah, a so lot of times we just look at the calorie count. Calories or carbs or fat. And I'm not saying you don't want to be aware of that, but also you want to know what you're eating. Right. Now, you're a pretty small, compact, fit woman. And I've eaten lunch with you. And um, you can chow down. <laughs> you can. You can eat a lot of food. Thank you, Connie. But I know you only put really good food in your body. So tell me how that works, because we can actually eat a lot more food if we eat good food. You can eat, you can eat, you don't have to, right, you don't have to starve yourself to be fit. Uh, One thing, if you're eating frequently and you're exercising, your metabolism is going to be higher. So you can eat more calories. And when when the food is nutrient-dense food, you're getting you're getting more nutrients for every calorie that you're eating. And that's a better way to eat because if you're eating something that has empty calories, your body is not getting their nutrients. So you're going to continue to be hungry. You're going you're to be eating even more than you need to. I noticed when, I, when we went to lunch not too long ago that I was actually pretty full pretty, pretty early on. <laughs> you kept eating. But, of course, you <laughs> probably had run 50 miles that morning. so, <laughs> And I probably hadn't, but... Yeah, yeah. So fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, nutrient dense. And you and noticed it, that we had those green juices. <gasps> right. I forgot about that. That was it was um there was like apple, carrot, there were greens that were juiced. And why I try to whenever I go out if there's a place like a healthy place that has that, that's I always will have I'll always order that every time because I know that's I got my some of my greens that day. You told us one day that you, you go out a lot, so that's tricky, right? It is tricky. I've had this conversation recently, actually, with someone this morning. She was saying that one of the reasons she's gone off track with her diet is because she goes out to eat. But that's really, that's assuming that the places that you go or everywhere you go has bad food. That's not the case. Right. There's more and more good places. There's more and more good places. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to Arizona last month, the first thing I did when I got into the airport is I got on my smartphone and I looked up restaurants in the area. And I found places that were healthy. And I scheduled my time and my around those restaurants because I knew, you know, I was on vacation and whatever. So uh, I, I went to those places. I went out of my way to get there. And there were some great healthy options. That's a great tip. So just because you're on vacation, just because you're eating out, doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy. Just another excuse, right? <laughs> just another excuse we give. It's Sometimes people just don't think it through. Mm-hmm. They just, they have never thought about, oh, I should search for restaurants instead of just going to the one that's closest. You have so many good tips. I know another tip you gave us one day was to carry energy bars and certain, I know you're, you prefer certain energy, energy bars over others, but to carry them with you just in case, rather than skip a meal or if. I would say like 99% of the bars are not that good for right, you, right. but if you can find something like with maybe fruit and nuts or seeds. That's a good idea because it's better than going and getting fries, you know, at the fast food right. restaurant. You have it in your purse or something or in the car or whatever. Um, fruit is good to carry, like apples. Apples and bananas are mm-hmm. easy to bring with you and some nuts. And don't wait till you're starving. Yeah, don't wait till you're starving. Eat every couple of hours and plan your meals ahead of time. Okay. And what about water? How do you how how important is water? Water is really important. Yeah. For the skin, for the whole body, all the systems in the body, you want to drink water frequently. Okay. 
lots of water. Amen. And how important is it to have a support system around you? Uh, uh, you know, like the boot camp itself is a great support because, you know, when you get together, you, you see great results and just being inspired by other people. That's a good, that's a good point. Well, there's two, two things you mentioned. One was support. And if you're struggling with your fitness and your health, it's really important to find support somewhere, whether it's a friend or a personal trainer or a fitness program. Whatever it is that you can find that that gives you that support that you need is really important. And then also finding people that inspire you, motivate you. You know, if reading a story about someone that's overcome the difficulty and has has gotten past it and become fit, that can be really motivating. It might You might feel like going, working out that day. Mm. Have you experienced that recently? Can you give us a, an example of someone who inspires you? I have read a couple really good books um, lately. I read a book called Finding Ultra, and it was about someone who had gotten really out of shape. He gained a lot of weight, and one day he tried going up the stairs, and he was out of breath. And he got like almost all the way to the top and he he was just way out of breath just from going up the stairs in his house Mm -hmm. and at that moment he's like that's that's it i'm not doing this anymore i'm you know this is the last day of this and that's what he did he started running biking swimming eating he completely changed his eating and then he started competing and he was competitive and winning races so it's that kind of those kind of stories are really inspiring did that inspire you that particular day to go out and run 100 miles instead of only 50? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ran 100 miles that crazy day. Crazy girl. I, so I crazy. That. Talk to us about your friend Betty. I oh, think she's inspiring. She's very inspiring. So her and I were... What's her name? Betty? Betty Smith. Betty Smith. So her and I last month were at a race called um, Across the Years, which she signed up for the 72-hour race. 72 hours. So there's a a one-mile course on a ranch, and you go around that track as many times as you can. And she did 100 miles over the course of three days. She didn't didn't sleep, and um, she did it. She didn't feel sore afterwards. She didn't get injured, and she'll be 72 next month. That's amazing. That's the thing. I mean, running all those miles staying up, being in shape is one thing, but being 72 and doing all that, that's incredible. It's incredible. And she looks nice. great. Yeah. And you brought her to boot camp and she, has she written a book or is there anything we can find? She's working on it. Okay. Okay. So She's, we'll watch for Betty Smith. Betty Smith. Amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk about working out. We talked about what we put in our bodies and taking care of that because that's really, that's so important. Nutrition. Nutrition. Very important. Working out. I mean, what's the least amount we can work out and and still be fit? Let's let's just get a baseline there. You can accomplish a lot in a short period of time. Okay. So if we want to start with that angle, <laughs> like <laughs> just because I think there's amount. people out there maybe that That's might. Fine. Be, no, I'm not saying myself, but okay. Let's we'll we'll start with that. Okay. If you're if you're gonna devote a minimal amount of time to exercise, you've really gotta you gotta make it count. Okay. And you could do that because most people waste a lot of time during their exercise. So if you're gonna do it, get in there and have a tough workout 
work a lot of muscles at the same time so that you're really getting the most in that time period. You're going to need, you have to get your heart rate up. If you're not getting your heart rate up, you're not probably not working hard enough. So working a lot of muscles at the same time, that would be an example of that would be like doing lunges while you're doing bicep curls. That type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Because you're working your arms, you're working your legs. And so if you do it, if you really are working hard, you say you have a 10 or 15 minute workout, you can get a lot done in 10 or 15 minutes. Let's say if you have a busy day, but you've got to be focused I know when uh, you're doing those short workouts, if you really want to see the results. In uh, boot camp the other day, Bill, one of your instructors, was teaching, and he talked about muscle failure and failure, and it really stuck with me because he said so many, so often, like you said, we don't push ourselves hard enough, and when you get to muscle fa- failure, I can't even say that muscle failure. You, <laughs> I know it's such a, I can't even imagine my muscles failing; they're so strong, but. Um, it thing it should be getting harder and you you actually might do less reps right so push yourself to muscle failure that's one thing that yeah the instructors and I have been talking about a lot is that what i've noticed is that people will stop just when it starts getting hard but they won't stop when they absolutely can't do it anymore so what we're what we're trying to tell people is you need to keep going until literally you even if you tried you right. wouldn't lift that last feel the burn is no longer good enough you got to right? do a little further than feel, <laughs> just feel the burn because mm. people, they need to take it a little bit, you know, a little step further. Yeah. Of course, you don't want to injure yourself. Of course, you have to. I mean, when I say the muscle pain, we don't talk about, we're not talking about injury. We're right. talking about that burn and really going to your, you know, max effort. Okay. So the least amount, you, you actually have some nine minute workouts on YouTube. Mm. So someone could pull up one of your nine minute workouts. They could. And they could go to uh, thebootcampgirl.com. There's a tab for nine-minute workouts, and we, yeah, we've been putting more workouts on there. And if you just want to, if you have a busy day, you want to get something done, go on there and check it out. The other thing is take advantage of those periods of the day where you might have a little time for walking the stairs or, you know, maybe you can even stand at your workstation instead of sitting and do calf raises, for example, Hmm. or do leg raises, you know, side leg raises, you can get, you can like all day long, you can incorporate more activity into your day. And you're always giving us really good tips about how to use technology to enhance our workouts or to help us work out a little bit more efficiently. What are some of your favorite technological things, like an app maybe? or I like, I like having a running app. I've been using it even more than my watch, actually, because I bought a more expensive watch, but I've been really using the app a little bit more now. And it measures your distance. It measures your pace while you're running because it has a GPS. What's your favorite one right now? Um, I think they're, I mean, I don't, I can't really say that the other ones aren't as good, but the one I'm using now is, um, I think it's Avio, Avio, but there's a Nike one as well. But if you, if somebody, if you just plug in running, you know, GPS running into the app, you'll find them. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of good ones. There's so much out there and there's new every day. There's something new. There's so something new. it's pretty exciting. Now, running isn't for everyone, but talk about running and why you love it. Why do you love it? I'm sort of addicted to the high. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an endorphin rush. I mean, let's it face it. It is. I did the rock and roll mini marathon, not the full marathon last week out in Arizona. And the weather was beautiful. It was flat, which was kind of nice, but um, just having that camaraderie and being out in the sunshine and especially coming from 
the winter months on the East Coast, it's, it was kind of dreary. And oh, just I was like, I felt great for the whole day. I've always encouraged people to sign up for races. And that what you're, you're talking about isn't just the running itself. It's the experience. Mm-hmm. Is being there in that kind of race experience, even if you're not fast, just to mm-hmm. go out there and do it. Oh, I'm not fast. <laughs> it's 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 motivating, and especially when there's a crowd there, and there, it, you just feel good as you cross the finish line. Even if you walk, people can walk these races. Sure. It doesn't have to be a race. Just being out there and the experience of it is really exciting. We passed some marathon runners who were on the marathon uh, route, and they were walking. I mean, a lot of people, a lot heck? of people walk, but it's really fun, especially when people are raising money for a charity and they're doing it as a team. Mm-hmm. It's a great fun thing to do That's with a friends good way. and and do something good while and do you're, something good while you're doing it. Yeah. Races are good and helps just, you stay in shape and you are doing a lot of good things at the same time. Tell me some of your favorite success stories in boot camp. There's so many uh, over the years. And sometimes there's people that have, you know, Huge weight loss, you know, over 50 pounds weight loss. And they're the most obvious, um, maybe success stories. But then there's kind of the less obvious success stories for people that just say, I just feel so much better about myself. Mm. Or I feel so much more confidence that in the rest of my li- in the other areas of my life, I'm more confident, like at work or with my friends, just because I feel better about myself. And those are like the more subtle success stories. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, feeling better in this body that we have that we want to carry with us for a hundred or so years, right? Right. And I think that the exercise is a foundation that affects everything in life. So I know a lot of people will have ups and downs with their exercise and eating and sometimes they feel like just giving up. And you just have to keep getting back up every time. And the sooner you get back in it, and you keep making a habit of always getting right back into it if you've fallen off, you're, just keep in mind, you're, you're still on the path. You're still there. You haven't gone all the way back to zero. You're st- still on that path. It may, you may have to get yourself back on 100 times, and that might be right there. That might be it for you. That might be when you have really esta- firmly established your habits. But it's almost like a test. Like how many times can you have a setback and then get back into it? And, and not give up. And that's what life's all about, really, is just getting back up. Getting you, back up. Yeah. Right. That's the, a lot of people will say, well, I ate bad on a Friday night. So I just said, forget it. And then all weekend they'll eat bad and they'll say to themselves, oh, I'll get back on track on Monday. But my, my theory is once you realize you've gone off track, get right back on that next morning, on Saturday morning. And get right back into it. If you need to read some, like a quote, a motivational quote, or call someone to try to get support, get right back into it that day. And then try to make it, try to make that a period of time between when you fall off and when you get back on shorter and shorter. Until it's not even there anymore. Right. It disappears altogether. Right, it disappears. I love that. That's great. And the discipline of any routine, it doesn't matter what you do, just move your body, right? I mean, absolutely. You know, find what works for you and Try a lot of different things. Try a lot of things. You might find a class or a program or an exercise that you just love. I call myself an exercise slut because I do just a little bit of, I, I kind of do everything. <laughs> I do yoga. I do boot camp. I love to run. I love to swim. Give things triathlons. a chance. Mm-hmm. It, just because you don't like something the first time doesn't mean you're not going to grow to love it. 
Or if you didn't like it in high school, you may love it. You might like it now, or maybe it's the environment, or maybe it's the people that you're around. It's not just the actual exercise. It's everything else that comes with it, too. Yeah. That makes a difference. That's very true. Well, thank you. I feel better already. I'm happier and healthier just talking to you. Great. So I'll see you in boot camp. Thank you so much. And if you want to know a little bit more about Stephanie, you can go to thebootcampgirl.com and check out her YouTube videos. Is that your stomach growling? (laughs) (laughs) Eat something, girl. You're too skinny. (laughs) No, you're perfect. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. That was good. I think that was inspiring.